Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. A lot of good things going on with the WBC. We are of the four quarterfinal matchups. Half of those are finished. Cuba is in one semifinal. Japan, who has not lost a game yet at all, is in the other semifinal. The third quarterfinal matchup is tonight. Uh, Mexico and Puerto Rico. And we'll have the second quarter, or excuse me, the fourth quarterfinal game on Saturday, USA, Venezuela. Let's start with the positives of this WBC, John, because um, I think many people outside of the game had forgotten how exciting this World Baseball Classic could be. Of course, we had one wiped out because of COVID. Uh, and so it's been, what, I think 2017 was the last of yes. uh, WBC. So we're six years removed from the last one. And I think everybody's being reminded of how intense and how fun these games actually are. Yeah, as you can see behind me, if you're watching, uh, some of you might be, uh, I'm in Miami. It has been a thrill in Miami. It's been amazing for those of us who go to Lone Depot Park a lot and see basically almost no fans there. Now we are seeing almost a full house. 28,000 has been the average attendance. Wow. The fans that are there are just chanting and dancing and excited and uh, great matchups. Uh, that pool was incredible. And obviously there were three great teams in it. And uh, we had to say goodbye to Dominican, which is one of the best teams. But uh, certainly uh, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, two of the best uh, moving on and in very, very exciting fashion. Uh, I mean, those lineups uh, those three lineups were almost all-star lineups, much like the U.S. lineup. And uh, we saw some of the best in the world play and uh, really, really great competition down here. It's it's the amazing thing about the game in, of baseball itself. Unlike football, unlike basketball, anybody can be beat on any given day. And that goes true for those games. But generally speaking, if you got the best players in basketball and football, you're winning those games. Right. Dominican, I think, I think by all accounts, had the best roster up and down. And as you mentioned, because of the group that they were paired in with Venezuela, with Puerto Rico, they end up the ones going home. And I, I know for, for, for folks in San Diego, they're quite happy about that because three guys will three of their major guys will be coming back early. Yeah. But that is the beautiful, beautiful thing about the game of baseball is that anybody can be beat in that in those nine innings. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm with you, Dominican on paper. looks like, you know, one of the three top teams and they're gone. 
uh, didn't even make the final eight. But Puerto Rico and Venezuela are obviously excellent teams as well. They were in a tough bracket. I think MLB did it for the excitement of the bracket, possibly logistically, geographically, it kind of fit. You know, maybe they 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 could have had two uh, host cities that were in this area, Miami, maybe, and then maybe in the DR or somewhere yeah. else, or Mexico, something like that, to spread it out a little bit more. I did hear complaints that Japan had an easy road. I mean, you know, Japan is clearly one of the best teams, and their pitching staff is just a killer. I mean, when you've got Yamamoto pitching three, and I and I don't blame them for setting it up this way with with Darvish and Otani is one two and one. Uh, you know, I mean, they, their pitching is just better than everybody else's, and they're they're probably the favorite. I, I thought that going in, they've won it in the past uh, a couple of times, and uh, you know, I I do hear complaints that their road was easier. Maybe it was, but uh, someone's you know, someone's got a chance to beat them now. Now that they're going to be in the final four, uh, they're going to be facing good teams. And if they're the best, they'll they'll end up winning. But it, it was a tough road for uh, Puerto Rico and for uh, certainly uh, for Venezuela, Venezuela and yeah. certainly for the Dominican. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, say goodbye to the Dominican. I think it's a tough argument for anybody arguing that Japan didn't have probably the easier road of the of the major yep. teams that were expected to win that's a tough argument in terms of usa uh they found a way uh they they get through um the the pool play they slide into that quarterfinal uh that lineup ultimately will, will be the thing i think that ultimately will get them over the hump if they're able to, to win this thing um when you look at the top of that lineup and you got bets and trout and if they're doing their thing, they're going to be tough to beat. You saw Arnado, Goldschmidt, those guys. That lineup is is pretty formidable. They end up uh, getting into the quarterfinal on basically Mike Trout's back. He drives in all three runs. Uh, they win 3-2, and in in, in it was a close game against Columbia, uh, but they move to the quarterfinals. They'll face that Venezuela team who um, really has impressed. And it's it's funny that we kind of overlooked that Venezuela squad because when you when you sit down and you look at that roster, you look at they're the good. lineup, yeah. they're really good players, really good yeah. players. Yeah, I mean, Venezuela's outstanding uh, as well. So this is no gimme for the U.S. Uh, they struggled. I mean, lost to Mexico. Uh, they just won their last game by a run. You're right, Trout. Again, another reminder that he's one of the greatest players of all time. And, yeah, when you start with Betts and Trout, I, I do think the U.S. has the best lineup, but – yeah. You know, understandably, they're not with their very top pitchers who, you know, are in spring training. Many of them are older and, you know, it's be a risk if you're 40 years old. You know, it's tough to get over there and, you know, not just stay on your routine with your team and, you know, make sure that your arm is fine. You know, it's very sensitive being a pitcher. Uh yeah. You know, it's very difficult, and you, you certainly don't want to risk any injury at all. So I get that Verlander, Scherzer, Cole, Freed, Cease. I mean, I think our top 12 pitchers or so really were not on that team starters. Anyway, um, I give credit to the guys who did go and representing our country and, you know, give them all the credit in the world. But, uh, you know, the, the, the reality is Japan just has better pitching than we do. and. Uh, that's why I think everybody probably acknowledges, if you're realistic, that they're the favorite. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, we've really highlighted the positives of it. Um, there has been a negative, 
And yes. uh, it's really every manager's, every organization's nightmare scenario, a guy getting hurt. And in this case, it wasn't even actually playing the game of baseball. He gets Edwin Diaz ends up tearing his, his patella tendon uh, in his knee, celebrating the victory, uh, the upset victory by many by many standards uh, of the Dominican. And now the Mets are without a closer for the rest of the season. Yeah, devastating loss for the Mets, no question about it. I mean, obviously they have the the highest payroll ever in a stacked team, $364 million payroll now, $344 million without Diaz. Um, you know, I mean, Steve Cohn gets to save the money, $20 million, he doesn't care. I mean, I was texting with him and telling him that there's WBC insurance. I mean, he really had no interest in the money. He, wants it. he doesn't need it. Sure. $20 million is nothing to him. Uh, not to you and you and me, but to him, it's nothing. And, um, you know, they're all very upset with the Mets. You know, they're not going to come out and blast the WBC or anything like that. It's a freak injury. Could happen anywhere. Of course, there's really not celebrations in spring game, unless you're the Marlins, of course. They they celebrate their victories in spring training. They win so infrequently. But nobody else is celebrating in spring training. I mean, that's a fluke injury. We've seen it before. Kendrick right. Morales got that's hurt right. in, in, and there were other guys who've gotten hurt. Uh, it's very rare that that would happen. Obviously, these are great athletes in great shape. And you don't think that jumping up and down is going to injure somebody. But uh, it did in this case. I don't think anyone should look at it as a knock on the WBC. Um, you know, it could happen anywhere, anytime. We saw Gavin Lux go out with the Dodgers playing in a spring game. You know, so far we've had that one injury. Obviously, it's a bad one with the Mets, and uh, it, it's a very big loss for the Mets, very unfortunate. Um, you know, they do have David Robertson. It's hard to pick up a great closer now in terms of trade. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's uh, it means that we should start arguing to get rid of the WBC because, uh, you know, injuries occur, and they sometimes occur in freak accidents. Yeah, I think it's I personally think it's a lazy argument to to argue that they shouldn't be playing the WBC, because as you mentioned, we just I watched Gavin Lux go down against the Padres running the bases in a meaningless game. Right. It's spring training. All right. these games are technically meaningless, un, uh, uh, with the exception of trying to get yourself ready for the regular season. Edwin Diaz was still doing that. He was just doing it in games that actually felt like they mattered. Uh, at least they certainly mattered to the countries that were in it. So um, it, it, it is. It's a free freak accident for Edwin Diaz. My question for you, and, and it, it kind of it sucks that in the business this is where we end up going, but is there options out there for the Mets to maybe add a closer, bring somebody in and, and, and to fill that spot? Yeah, I mean, the one – Obvious name, and I know it's obvious because even people on my desk were texting me about it. How about his brother? <laughs> you know, uh, Alexis, who is with the Reds. They're not going to win this year. Uh, he's a relief pitcher on the Reds. And, you know, it's his brother, and, you know, he's very good. But, you know, he's got five years to go. If he was a free agent after the year, I could see the Reds trading him. With five years to go, I can't imagine that the Reds would trade him without wanting, you know, absolutely one of the best prospects that the Mets have. And you really just can't give up a Brett Beatty or a Francisco Alvarez for not for a closer a reliever and not yeah. for a reliever. And he's not, you know, he would be, a, he could be their closer, but he, he was not last year, but 
Uh, right. you know, he's obviously very talented. He averaged 12 strikeouts per nine, not Edwin. Edwin averaged 17 strikeouts per nine. You're not going to replace that. And, and for Mets fans, you're, you're missing excitement, too, because, uh, I mean, his – I know you guys in San Diego are, are familiar with great walking songs. The horns. And, yeah. Yeah, you had Trevor Hoffman and here, right, the horns for uh, Edwin Diaz. Uh, the Mets do a great job now. I mean, the last couple of years, they really put an effort into it. Uh, into making it entertaining throughout the game. And certainly that was part of it, that Narco song, which we all loved. I don't think you can play it for the replacement closer. It's not really going to be the same. Uh, nobody's going to be as automatic as he was. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's definitely a big loss, but they still have a very good – I know it's hard for Mets fans to think about it, and I try to tell them what to be thankful about in my column today in the post. And I don't think anybody was reading it or listening or thinking about that. And they're all upset. And I, I, I get it. I mean, he, he's one yeah. of the best in the game and one of the most fun and a great guy and just unfortunate uh, freak accident. Um, you know, I, I mean, the WBC, these guys take it seriously and they want to win. And there's probably a little more chance for injury, particularly among the pitchers. We're going all out than there would be in a regular spring game. And we have not seen that occur, but a very small, great, small extra chance for an injury potentially. But I mean, it is adding terrific excitement throughout the world, not just here, particularly in Japan and in Latin America, and they're up for it. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is the death knell or anything close to that for the WBC. Certainly there will be people out there saying that, most of them living in Queens and Brooklyn and Long Island. Uh, but uh, it's just an unfortunate happenstance, and hopefully that's the only one. I, I thought Francisco Lindor's comments were, were very telling in, in how players of his ilk feel about the WBC. I think he said something along the lines, I get it, People, nobody wants to see injuries, and people say that we're getting hurt for no reason, but we care about winning this tournament. And you know, I think that's a sentiment that a lot of guys um, who are participating – they genuinely feel that way about this tournament. Sure. I mean, look at the look at all the players who are over there playing. Uh, I mean, yeah. the best players in the world, Manny Machado. If you name the best 10 players in the world, more than half of them are there. Trout's there. Machado's there. Soto is there. It's funny how many of these guys are on the Padres. Uh, Bogertz <laughs> was there briefly until the Netherlands got thrown out quickly. Uh, you know, Lindor, obviously, look at that Puerto Rico team. They're exceptional. Baez is there. Alonzo, I mean, yeah. And how about Otani? I mean, Otani's got $500 million on the line, and he's out there pitching, hitting. He was the MVP of that bracket, as he's, you mentioned. He's, it was a he's throwing bracket, a, but he, he's the MVP he's of throwing any bracket. A, he's throwing 102. You can't tell me that he's <laughs> not, uh, not taking it seriously right now. Uh, I mean, the guy's a competitor, right? Whatever you think about Otani, I mean, he loves the game, and he loves to play – hit and pitch and uh it's amazing and he just wants to play i mean there would be a lot of players and a lot of player agents who would discourage him from doing anything and would keep him under you know keep him under wraps for the next six months until he's got that free agent contract of 500 million plus yeah we and I, I, I get i get up. that thought i get that yeah. thought but this is the essence of sports right when we all started playing this game we wanted, or any game for that matter, we wanted to play because you wanted to measure yourself up against the best. And that's what all of these dudes who are making millions and millions of dollars yeah. are putting that aside 
to do just that, to put to measure themselves up against the best. And it's been it's been a good, great tournament this far. And when you say we, you mean you and the other players, not me. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I, I mean, I, I can measure fair, myself fair up point. against the mediocre and not hope for the best. But I, I certainly didn't want to measure myself up against the best. But yes, I, I get your point, Tony. Fair <laughs> you point. You and, and other great baseball players.